This is Dungeons, Dragons, and Dumbasses, where a couple of dumbasses miss out on dungeons and avoid dragons. What marvelous misadventures will our heroes get up to this week? Let's find out. That's right, guys. Welcome to Dungeons, Dragons, and Dumbasses. I am your host and Dungeon Master Mason, and with me, as always, are my two dumbasses. Saxon? That's me. And Josh. Hello there. Let's go ahead and get started. So this is going to be a little bit of a special episode, kind of an introductory episode. So we're going to go over a couple of the different rules that we'll be using, some custom house rules, what books we're including, stuff like that. Then we'll go over a little bit of the world state and have you guys go ahead and introduce your characters. Sounds good. All right. So first and foremost, we're using Player's Handbook, Dungeon Master's Guide, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, and the brand new Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. So uh, I think both of you actually are using brand new subclasses out of that book. Yeah. So I just wanted to include that as far as house rules go we don't we don't have too many um potions like health potions haste haste potions anything like that those are always going to be a bonus action to take i've always found it a little annoying that they're a full action nobody wants to waste their entire action to heal 2d4 plus two health or whatever yeah so that that'll be a bonus action and then another house rule that became a house rule only because we fucked up with this rule for a really long time is if you have a way to cast a spell as a bonus action or your spell is a bonus action, whether you're a sorcerer using metamagic to quicken it or whatever, you're normally only allowed to cast a cantrip after that. You can't cast another spell. But as far as I'm concerned, you can cast another spell. I don't give a fuck. So you guys will be able is to... Is that like a new rule or has that just always been a rule? It's it's never... It, the, the rule has always been you can't cast two spells in a turn. So if you can cast a bonus action spell, your next action has to be an attack, a movement, a dash... A dodge, a cantrip, it can't be another spell. So like spell. if a sorcerer were to say quicken a spell and they, they, they cast one spell but quickened another spell, they can't normally do that, but we obviously we can. Yeah, normally if you were to say quicken cast haste, right. your, your second spell would have to be a cantrip. You can't cast another leveled spell, but I don't care about that rule so you guys can cast leveled spells. Plus, cool. as we haven't talked about it yet, but there's only two of you, so you guys are going to be a two-person party. You might have an NPC with you a couple times. Yeah. But... You guys are gonna gonna be the the leveling scale is gonna be a little out of whack because of the limited party size. So if I give you guys some overpowered shit, who cares? We're also gonna be introducing the cleave rule, which is in the Dungeons Master Guide. It's it's not a custom house rule or anything, but what that means is if you guys are fighting any non-boss level characters, and uh, you you overkill something, if there's another enemy within reach of your weapon, specifically a melee weapon, whether that's a ten foot reach, a fifteen foot reach, if you're a bugbear with a reach weapon or whatever or five foot for a normal melee weapon, you can carry over the damage into anybody adjacent. But so, it doesn't automatically carry over to, like, a, let's say, an ally. No, only to a character you would choose. So if you were fighting four goblins all at once and you dealt 30 damage and a goblin has seven hit points, you can just keep carrying over that 30 damage until you splash through all 30 damage, okay. which will allow combats to go a lot quicker. So especially uh, on this podcasting medium, we don't want to slog down the storytelling elements of the podcast by having us fight 40 goblins for four hours. Now, does that work if I were to, say, shoot uh, like a spell from a distance and it spl- the damage would splash over to the no, person sitting next to them? It's only going to work with melee. So because spells have so many options for AoE already, we're not going to have that splash over. But any melee weapons, because they have no AoE options, they're going to be able to splash over that damage. And again, that only works if they're non-boss characters. So if you're fighting like a named character or like an adult black dragon, I'm not going to have that splash over. Right. Okay, that makes sense. What about get- if our uh, allies are adjacent to an enemy that we strike down? That's what I just asked. That. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, because I know what you're getting at here, Josh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. 
If you want it to hit them, then yes, it will hit them. But again, this is very explicit in the same way that if you made an attack, you wouldn't normally hit your ally unless you explicitly told me you wanted to hit your ally. In other words, you would never accidentally hurt your own allies. It would have to be very intentional, and both myself as the DM, in this case probably the dumbass manager, and the person you're hitting would be fully aware you intentionally hit them. I'm you don't know that. Those uh, those goblins are really uh, really squishy. I, I accidentally cleaved through. Noted where your brain is going. Yeah, exactly. So you you won't be able to use the like you won't be able to like cleave into Saxon and then be like, oh, it just carried over damage. Because as we've established here, we know that that doesn't carry over unless you choose it to carry over. Okay. And just, then just don't stand behind any goblins. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a couple other house rules or rules that we're just playing incorrectly that we're not going to go over here, like just because like we don't remember them or whatever. But th those will pop up organically throughout the podcast. It's just assume that if we're doing something wrong and we do it re over and over again and we're not correcting that mistake, especially if you guys are like commenting towards us and telling us we're doing it wrong, that probably means we've just decided to play it that way. Yeah. So. I mean, there's another thing too is that I don't know if we we normally don't bring it up just because I feel like a lot of people to play it with this way, but carrying capacity we yeah. don't. Deal well, encumbrance with that. is an optional rule which we've just chosen not to take that option. And I mean, in, in our personal games, we've even made like not bags of holding, but bags of infinite holding of stuffs. Yeah. So that it doesn't blow up or have any other other cool effects, yeah. but. You don't ever have to worry about a character carrying around two dead bodies. Yeah, I guess the other optional rules, uh, we will be including feats. So if you guys want to take feats, you can. Okay. And uh, multi-classing will be acceptable, but it's got to be... Are all feats allowed? Uh, no, lucky is never allowed in my games. I Shit. don't allow lucky because it's overpowered. But aside from that, every feat is totally eligible. And the other thing is multi-classing is fine, but because this is an audio medium and a podcast and we don't want to get too bogged down into like the nitty-gritty detail of explaining what your characters are doing, we want to keep it simple. So a single multi-class is fine, preferably something that's going to mesh well and simply with what you're doing. Don't try to like make the most complicated possible multi-class where you got to have two whole separate sheets because it doesn't make sense how they mesh together. Keep it nice and simple, sweet, stuff like that. So what you're saying is don't have a paladin barbarian fighter combo? Yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't do the uh, I would like to be the jack of all trades so you take Master one level at every single fucking class so that you can get all the proficiencies. We're not doing that. Just something very simple and only one is allowed. We're, we're not multi-classing more than once. Okay. And well, you can you can multi-class for however many levels you want so yeah. long as it's just, you can explain it. Yeah. And again, that's not that's not necessarily how we would normally play the game. That's just for simplicity over this actual podcasting medium. Right. I don't want to bog down get bogged down with rules. Okay. So unless you guys have any other questions about that. So normally when we play these games, we have we're we're visual players. So we yeah. have like a map and figures and for the most part I assume we won't be using that. Yeah, we're going to try to do theater, theater of mine as much as we can if it starts getting impossible if you guys start like not being able to comprehend where things are at or getting confused we'll bust out the map combats might take a little bit longer but we're, we're going to try not to do that do you guys have any other comments questions concerns about just the basic rules of the game before we get into like the custom rules for this world site no i feel like when we're going through it we if something comes up we'll just ask then okay you guys well josh i'm just fine i know you've spoken like six times since we started this so yes i'm still alive okay Someone help me. They're holding me hostage. That's true. Anyway, uh, so we're going to get into so just the basic rules of this custom world we're playing. It's going to be set in a land called Saron. We'll get into the entire backstory and stuff around the world. But these are these are the actual 
rules implications to this that don't normally exist. One of the things is that magic is ever-present, ever-present in the atmosphere. It also exists within all creatures within the material plane itself, which means everybody inherently has magic. The degree to which they possess magic varies, but everybody actually has magic. So gameplay-wise, that means both of you will be starting for free with the magic initiate feat. Does that also mean that people are going to have like the that wild surge i think that was something one of the new class subclasses for barbarian where they just have magical energy inside them and sometimes it just explodes out but some people might unless like, you're playing that class yeah obviously. some people might there might be some wild magic sorcerers some wild surge barbarian stuff like that but for the most part what you're going to find is commoners that possess like cantrips you're going you're to find like bartenders behind taverns that can clean the the taverns like uh Bar top, yeah, that's that's the word I'm looking for. With, with the like most, prestidigitation, yeah, the most powerful spell in the game. Yeah, of course, your the favorite spell, my, my favorite. So very basically, very basic level magic everybody possesses, and then there, there are those that are either born with more magical potential, like sorcerers, or people that study magic further, like wizards, or people that make packs to become even more powerful, like warlocks and clerics and paladins and things like that. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So when we when you all say of the, all of the normal people have uh, cantrips, huh? Yes. All, so in I case anybody like doesn't in case anybody doesn't know what Magic Initiate does, it gives you two cantrips and one first level spell from a spellcasting class of your choice. So you pick the class, you use the modifier that that class uses, and then you gain two cantrips and one first level spell from that class spell list. Giving all the normal people magic. I feel yeah. like you're trying to stop me from stabbing normies. What? Why are you doing this, Mason? You can still stab a norm. I, look, you're a level three adventurer. That's a commoner with prestidigitation. Nothing is stopping you from stabbing the commoner but with it'll prestidigitation. But make my clothes dirty. I, I bet Saxon has prestidigitation. I think he could clean you. <laughs> oh, no, I do. Without a doubt, it's it's happening. Yeah, I, I assumed. Um, so th there's enough magic that people have it in, in surplus. So... Right. There's situations where people would regain magic. Like, I know a lot of the spellcasters, they regain magic on a long rest. Would they suddenly be able to regain a spell slot on a short rest, basically, oh, or no, just we're, the wizards? We're not, yeah, we're not going to change any of the actual rules for how spellcasters work. So, aside from wizards with their magical recovery or arcane recovery or whatever, nobody's going to be able to regain their spell slots any faster unless you have something that does that for you. Okay. Or whatever yeah. the what, I don't remember what that stone was called that gives you that. Yeah, the pearl of power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any other questions about like the free feet or anything? No. Okay. So the other thing is, I've made a custom race, uh, and this this race is called the Valen. They're a fey based race, so they're they're similar to elves, but they're different. So the Valen in in this world are the very first of the mortal races. They were born of fey magics, like I said, and they were crafted by the first dragons, which are the gods of this world. We'll go over that when I do the history of the world and stuff too. As far as appearances go, they're they're usually extremely pale. They possess really long ears that kind of have a downward slopes at the end. They have sh extremely sharp teeth throughout their entire mouth with protruding longer canines like a vampire. Well, overall, they, they have like animal like teeth, basically. And uh, aside from that, they, the whites of their eyes are completely black. Their pupils are extremely large and they have cat like slits in their pupils. So they kind of look like elves, basically, with longer drooping ears. They have really sharp teeth and their eyes are fucking fucking weird looking. Yeah, basically. Cool. So there are there are basically like a lot of the races. There are three subclasses of these races. There's the Draconic, which are the most common. They were the first ones created by the gods and they basically were gifted dragon blood. So the actual blood of the gods themselves flows through their veins. They have yeah. 
They have very thin translucent scales that you can't really see unless you get really up close and start observing them, which gives them a natural armor. Yeah, I think it's uh, 13 plus dex. Yeah. As well as some other things. On they have some fire resistance, we'll, we'll stuff like that. that. Uh, Appearance-wise, their hair can be any color, but it often looks like it's fire. Whether No matter what color it is, it kind of looks like fire, especially if it starts like blowing in the wind in some way, it looks like flowing fire. So the, the second subclass are the Wraith. Uh, these second two aren't as important since neither of you are playing them. But the Wraith were created by the evil god Nawi, and they basically exist between life and death. Because of this, they have some shadowy power, some necrotic resistance. But they have extremely pallid skin. They're almost gray in color. They kind of don't look alive, basically. And then finally, there is the Wild Valen, who just were, when they were created, they took a surplus of uh, fey magics, basically, which gives them a bestial nature. Some of them have wings, some have lizard-like or crocodile-like scales. Some of them grow long fingernails. They're just, yeah, wings. They're just more bestial in nature. It makes them wilder, kind of a little bit more dangerous, and their skin's a little darker than the others. As far as the races themselves... Uh, so there's a very specific number of races that will be alive in this world. There's lots of monster races. We're not going to go through those because then I'd have to open up a bestiary and read every single monster. But as far as playable races go, we're going to see bugbears, centaurs, dragonborn, genasi, gith, goblin, grung, half-orc, halfling, hobgoblin, kobolds, lizard folk, orc, tieflings, tritons, and then my custom race, the Valen. So mostly just the... the pinkish fleshy creatures like humans elves dwarves so the, so the big ones, ones we're gnomes. missing goliaths don't exist humans don't exist dwarves like goliaths don't exist goliaths do not exist okay so no goliaths no humans no elves no dwarfs no gnomes there are other ones that don't exist too but those are going to be like the big ones that most people know classically from DD that do not exist in this world state so if they have like their own language it's safe to say those are also gone like yeah, dwarvish, those, so is dwarvish gone. Is, there's no dwarvish there's no elvish but there is still sylvan the, yes there's still sylvan because that that's all fey creatures right. the valen themselves have their own language called the veil so so you could gain veil instead of what would normally be elvish basically same with undercommon is it safe to say that's gone yeah or? undercommon's gone because i i actually there's just no uh under dark in this world so there's there's no reason to include undercommon okay do you guys have any questions no i think i pretty much got mine out of the way all right so for all of you who decided to uh stick around and listen to this non-play D episode that we just recorded uh thanks for listening if you guys could give us a rating or a review, it'd be really nice. Uh, I, th- I think for this podcast, if you guys leave a five-star review, like a text review on iTunes or whatever, we'll read it at the end of the podcast if, if it's there. We'll even read it in a character voice if you want us to. Just include that in the text review so that we know who we're supposed to be reading it as. That includes... Yeah, th- that includes any NPC that I come up with. Just me as the DM if for some reason you want that bullshit voice or either of the players or if you want them without their character voices, that's fine too. So just leave those. You know, yeah, you can follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's DD and Dumbasses pretty much everywhere. I, th- I think Instagram is the full name, Dungeons, Dragons, and Dumbasses. Say it again. Dungeons, Dragons, and Dumbasses. DDN Dumbasses. Okay. And as always, guys, may all your hits be crits.